Welcome to our podcast, We Got the Nod. A new and bold internet radio show designed for those who are on a conscious path of awakening. We are here to uplift and inspire you, to share practical tools and techniques to assist you stepping into your highest expression as spirit having a human experience. We will get raw and real, sharing kundalini yoga, music, poetry, and mantra, and so much more. Let us open our hearts and minds to our true potential, making the impossible possible, the surreal real. Let's begin. Valentine's Day is right around the corner, which is why we here at the School of Nod are hosting an online 11-day group mantra meditation for healing the wounds of love. Are you looking to enhance your intimate relationships, release past trauma, and let go of fears that are holding you back from opening your heart to love? Then we invite you to join us for this group meditation. The journey begins on February 14th, and then for each day, for 11 days, we will be chanting 11 repetitions of the Metaman Lochai Mantra. Yogi Bhajan recommended practicing this meditation for 11 days to heal the wounds of love on a subconscious level. This practice includes an audio download of a unique recording of this mantra composed by Hariram and myself specifically for this practice. Participants will also receive instructions on how to practice this meditation along with a PDF mantra sheet with translation and transliteration for proper pronunciation. And so, if you are interested in joining us for these 11 days, we invite you to check out the link in the show notes to this podcast. Satnam. Welcome to another edition of We Got the Nod Internet Radio Podcast. Part two. I'm so excited. Part two of our three-part psychodrama series. So if you haven't checked it out already, be sure to listen to episode three of the We Got the Nod podcast to find part one of the psychodrama series. Which is all about preparation. 
Absolutely. We had so much fun on that podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, we thought we'd, we'd do a little recap um, just to bring you up to speed. Um, whether you've listened to it or not, this will help to bring us into the, the second installment, which is all about execution. Um, so in the first podcast, um, speaking of preparation, we spoke about Kundalini Yoga, chanting, dance, drumming. We already uh, shared a little piece um, that came through in the first episode, the first installment of the psychodrama series, which uh, is ready. It was a piece that came to me while hiking in the forest. Doing psychodrama, of course, in nature is always a great thing, too, like uh, fire ceremonies, that kind of thing. Getting, getting us in touch with the elements. Yeah? We can do that. There's ways to do it. If you're not in nature, if you're not outdoors, you can bring the outdoors inside. Light some candles if you don't have a fireplace, for example. Bring some other elements, pine cones. Feathers. Feathers. Yeah, so anything that represents nature for you can be helpful and useful in psychodrama. What else? We talked about the navel point and how essential it is to yes. cultivate that strong navel center. So you have the power mm-hmm. to make it through the ceremony and to really mm-hmm. make the change that you're looking to make through mm-hmm. the psychodrama itself. So it's effective. Yogi Bhajan referred to it also as the Nabi Chakra. It's, it's referred to as the lower Dantian in, in martial arts, Qigong. <clears throat> it's our power center. And, and then... And thus, we, we put a lot of emphasis, as Sadkirtan already mentioned, on that point to stimulate power that can guide us and lift us through this portal, if you will. Because, as we mentioned in the first podcast, this is life and death. And it sounds dramatic, and it is. It's psychodrama. <laughs> it, it's going to require everything you've got and then some total commitment to have a successful ceremony yeah and ultimately to transform whatever you're looking to transform you need that fire you need that element that can alchemize stakes are high uh we mentioned in the first podcast that whatever is your current life situation whether it's we're talking about relationships intimate relationships work situation prosperity or lack thereof is because you want it to be exactly that way you've invested in that particular scenario or all these scenarios combined and thus to change that to bring about radical real change it's going to take everything you've got because you've already invested everything you've got into your current reality exactly yeah and psychodrama, in our experience, works. It is a powerful technology. Um, especially when, when we apply some of these other elements too, like kundalini yoga, chanting, dance, movements, this kind of thing. And then when we put together the three basic elements that are the theme of each of these three podcasts, integration being the last one, Execution, which we're covering today, and preparation. Which was episode three. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused yes. all the numbers. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we, we might touch on some preparation themes as we go. We're going to focus now on execution, the ceremony itself. We spoke about this last time that Preparation can take more time, could be more work involved in the preparation, such that when we get to the point of execution, the actual ceremony itself, this part of the ceremony is often the shortest. It can sometimes be over within minutes if, it's, if the preparation is good. And then, of course, the integration can take longer as well. Mm-hmm. And it tends to happen spontaneously. 
Timing. This timing is a key is thing. everything. Yeah. <laughs> and when we speak about timing, it's very interesting. Um, yeah, I like to say timing is everything because it is. <laughs> um, and there is no time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I believe we touched on this in the first part. And if we didn't, good that we're, we're touching on it now. <laughs> timing is everything. Linear time is our enemy in psychodrama in terms of left brain awareness. The preparation is to prepare us to leave that linear time frame completely, to jump out of it. And that's why power is needed, the navel point. We need power, life force, to literally jump, to exit from that linear time frame, chronos, as the Greeks called it into kairos, into a call, timelessness, yeah? And there are techniques, we already mentioned some. And this is why when we speak of timing, we're also speaking of the element of surprise. Mm -hmm. um, and this is, for me, what separates a master from a novice, shaman, if you will, facilitator, a master knows how to find and even create that moment, co-create a moment of timelessness, a portal, if you will, mm -hmm. for the practitioner or practitioners, it could be a group, to, to leave that linear time left brain awareness and enter into free fall, if you will. Because <laughs> sometimes it can feel like that, right? <laughs> yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what a, what a shaman does, really. We, we look, we wait, and we look for that, <laughs> that moment. And sometimes we have to be aware when it's there and make that little extra push, right? Find some way to, you know, because we, we can bring the, the practitioner to the edge, to the, that cliff edge, yeah, they might need a little push to, to take that leap of faith, you know, to know. One of my favorite quotes, definition of faith, it's beautiful, is leaping off a cliff knowing that one of two things will happen. One, a net will appear, or two, you will learn how to fly. <laughs> yeah, that's a beautiful definition uh, for the psychodrama and the execution that we're speaking about. Does that resonate with you? And yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It takes surrender, and we talked yes. about that also in part one. It's surrender full, hundred percent. There is no ninety nine point nine nine nine. No. <laughs> 100% yeah. surrender. That's the only way it will actually work, <laughs> yeah. ultimately. And that's the only way life will actually work. And so it's, um, it's a microcosm of the macro. And this is why it's so effective in its ability to transform these things for us. Because it's uh, accelerating the process in a way. Yes. And this is why I will spend hours sometimes, as long as it takes, it could be days if, if I have someone coming to the forest house like I used to do in Quebec, if we have you know, a good chunk of time, the preparation can be me to a large degree saying this, that you have to surrender, you have to trust me, and I'll tell them stories, and I'll find always maybe we'll go for a hike and we'll, we'll do some you know, bonding kind of exercises to build that trust mm -hmm. and all along reminding them into how crucial this is in order mm -hmm. to surrender, mm -hmm. in order to prepare us for that moment when the psychodrama happens. Mm -hmm. yeah? Because if the trust isn't there, there's no surrender. And it's trust in themselves mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. It, absolutely with their facilitator, their shaman, but also teaching them, leading them, guiding them, helping to show them mm -hmm. that they can trust in themselves because ultimately it is a soul-guided process 
And that yes. timing comes from the soul of that person that's ready in that moment. Yeah, that's, that's good. One of the ways I would describe it, uh, when I'm working in the forest, especially right on the earth, you know, with the elements, is that I'm a steward. The trust isn't yes. so much about me, the facilitator, as what I'm and who I'm representing, yes. which is the, the forest itself, the, the spirit of the forest, the fire spirit, the elements, the, elements, mm -hmm. the tree, the standing ones, and all the totems. Yeah. Um, we, we mentioned the Toltec agreements. It's worth mentioning again. Um, yeah, this is foundational, everyone. <laughs> Definitely listen, take notes here. We've uh -huh. mentioned it also in part one, but it's worth mentioning again. Mm -hmm. I've distilled the four Toltec agreements into two agreements with some embellishment as well. The first agreement, key, we could say is about the positive mind, the masculine principle, which is be impeccable with every word, thought, and action. What do I mean by that? Is that cute? <laughs> <laughs> it means integration within yourself. It means saying what you think, doing what you say, aligning your words with your actions and being impeccable. And for your experience with your own psychodrama ceremony, how does that apply for you, psychodrama itself, this first agreement? Well, first of all, to even go into the psychodrama, you have to trust the process. And the only way you can trust yourself is if you know that what you say you're going to do, you actually follow through with and you have that integration within yourself, that integrity. And then secondly, when in the psychodrama, it's, it allows for that flow to happen, that natural flow, that letting go of the left brain because you don't have to keep up with any story. Oh, I'm saying this, but I thought that. And it, you just let it all go so you can just be in the moment. Because things can change quickly. Yeah, It's a moment-to-moment. -moment exactly, because it's, it's coming from the imagination. It's coming from the soul. So you're just trusting the process. And um, For example, well, let me just share yeah, so, And then maybe something will come to you. A good example for me is... Um, a totem might show up all of a sudden, out of nowhere. An eagle flies into the scene and, and talks to you, literally. You can hear the eagle's voice speaking your own language. Maybe invites you to, to jump on its back. You get smaller or the eagle gets bigger. Right. And, and then it, what? And it can start, you yeah. maybe you smart start on a small eagle and then it grows. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. vice versa, it just depends. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, in the integration aspect of this all because once you have that psychodrama and you've worked through whatever you're dealing with and you've really transformed it, then what are you going to do with it? Are you just going to go back to status quo and just ignore everything that happened and just say, okay, that happened, but I don't believe it. Okay, let's not give away too much because that's, okay. that's the final... <laughs> but in the integration as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the final part of this three-part series. We, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about integration, but we want to save that for the, the final uh, podcast. And we don't have any time limits on these podcasts. The first part of this series was about an hour. So this one might be 30 minutes. Part two could be 30 minutes. Part three could be two hours. Kind of like... yeah. The ceremony itself, right? We don't know. Um, and that's the beauty of it. We don't have a time limit here. <laughs> exactly. We don't have a script either, folks. So. <laughs> it's um, all unfolding right before your eyes here. Or ears. Yeah, we like, to, we, we, we like to walk the talk. And for that, it, for, it means a lot in terms of being in the moment. You know, to be responsive. To be responsive, in my book, Depends wholly on that, being in the present moment. Otherwise, we're reacting. Right. This is the difference between reaction and response. If we're in our head, which means we're not in the present moment, right? We're in that past, present, that past, future continuum, then we're reacting. 
something that's already happened before, right? We're drawing on that or some future anticipation mm -hmm. thing. We're not in the moment, which is about responding now, this moment. Which requires <laughs> intuition, being in touch with yourself, being in yeah. integrity with yourself. Yeah, intuition is that, yes, like presence, you know? We just did, Satkirtan and I had the privilege and honor to do a, a Mayan fire ceremony just yesterday here at like Atitlan with master shaman and two master shamans, Tata Pedro, the grandfather, and his daughter, Marina Cruz, Curandera, mm -hmm. midwife, led this beautiful fire ceremony with cacao. Mm -hmm. They're both cacao shamans. They're the most incredible cacao. And the reason I just thought about it is because she did something in the ceremony that I have used in, in my own fire ceremonies back in the forest, which is creating a, a vortex, a spiral of energy, where she literally uh, invited usually four people at a time, and she would hold hands. So everyone's holding hands. And they'd be literally running around the fire pit. Yeah? And she's leading in a circle. A spiral, creating this spiral. And the flames sometimes are also spiraling up, creating a vortex. Yeah, yeah it's like the Kundalini snake. It's like coming up, swirling around, and sometimes in two pieces swirling. Like a... And it happened to be a Kundalini... Day of the Mayan no. calendar. It was, <laughs> con. it was nine con, nine divine feminine. Well. <laughs> Which can also be related as Adi Shakti, or yeah. uh, Shakti energy and the Khan. Khan, which is which the is, serpent, which the is feathered serpent. Quetzalcoatl. See. And the Kundalini energy. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Sacred Kundalini Mother Mata Shakti. <laughs> so yeah, it was a powerful ceremony. Um, and I was reminded of, of some ceremonies that I led in the past where I would do something similar. Sometimes maybe take people by the hand or just I'd be playing the drum. Yeah. Playing the drum by the fire. <clears throat> and inviting people to get up sometimes half naked, right? So the fire the fire is hot. feel dizzy, right? Of course. It's just the thing, animals respond to this. That, that's their nature, because they are nature. They never lost their connection mm -hmm. with nature. Unfortunately, we have, and this is so fundamental, again, to the successful psychodrama ritual, mm -hmm. to reconnect with our natural being, with nature herself. You know? Getting out of the head. Mm-hmm. Into the body, into the heart. Yeah. So that spiraling could lead to something, for instance, like what I did in the forest, which was inviting the people to go to the Rainbow Bridge. I won't explain everything from linear terms, but to the Rainbow Bridge to cross over the gorge to Avalon, the Holy Isle of Avalon. 
right? And what Avalon represents, of course, is that place out of time and space, right brain, um, unconditional love. We could call it the fifth dimension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a trance state. Yeah. It is a trance. We're, we're invoking a trance state. And again, preparation brings us to a certain level. It's kind of bring us to the edge. And in the execution, we want to go over. Mm-hmm. That's where we have to invoke that trance state and then go even further, mm-hmm. break through. Often in, in psychodramas, as, as Psykirchen has experienced working with me now for the last couple of years, it can get kind of bloody. Right? <laughs> Often. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good to laugh about that too, right? Uh, it's not literal, people. Please yeah. don't no. misunderstand. <laughs> this is a trans state. It's yes, it's a representation. It's what it represents. It's what it's standing for. Mm-hmm. And in nature, we see this. One of my most profound memories, and this happened more than once, quite a few times. I was living in the forest in Quebec. Some nights where I heard, because it was closed sometimes, I heard a killing, often involving coyotes. Mm. Coyotes taking down a deer wow. or some other animal. Intense. Oh my God, and I could hear the cries, because you know, the sound was amplified there often. Mm. I could hear these subtle sounds from the, the kill, right? And the killing, and, and the coyotes, their excitement too, right? Mm. And the other animals of prey that excitement that blood thirst right? it's blood right it's it's real life this is life and death that's how they and, eat that's yeah. their food right this is nature and we are mammals i mean we're we're not carnivorous per se and we are right it's kind of humans are kind of odd be, that yeah. way <laughs> we're not really designed some would say for being carnivorous and yet we we do you know we we hunt and we kill animals that's our part of our heritage we herd and as well of course a lot of us are vegetarian even vegan and that's cool if you want to do that <laughs> um, in the psychodrama you might have to drop that <laughs> right <laughs> and embody and embrace your the warrior that primal nature especially again if you're calling on upon Nature. Your well, yeah, nature, and and perhaps your you have a wolf totem, mm-hmm. totem meaning friend. The wolf is going to show you. You might even be transformed, shape shift into a wolf, where you have to devour. You have to use your claws and your teeth, right, mm-hmm. to take down that obstacle, that foe, right, that is in your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's we all have everything in us. And that's mm-hmm. the ultimate teaching, right? We are all one. We are everything. Everything is us. And so we have these things in us and we don't always allow them to express. And that's the beauty of psychodramas. We're allowing ourselves the freedom to go there, to go yes. into our inner psychopath, to go <laughs> into our inner yes. murderer and mm-hmm. allow it to just allow, allow. Yes. We don't allow enough, and mm. not to be taken literally, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is why, yeah, this is why we mm-hmm. we talk a lot about creating a safe container, safe space in all of our ceremonies, whether it's kirtan, psychodrama. We want create a s- space of safety and trust again, where the person has that freedom to mm-hmm. explore, to give voice to these suppressed parts right. which can be kind of scary like very scary which is why we suppress them <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then they lash out in very yeah. scary ways yes. so this is how we're processing those aspects of ourselves mm-hmm. and integrating further all facets because each of us is multi multi-faceted yes and one of the things that i look for in this execution stage crucial course execution stage of the ceremony is laughter (laughs) (laughs) right if if that's missing Mm -hmm. i know i know something is missing which usually means the person is not fully 
in the ceremony they're not fully engaged or they're, they've lost the trance state somewhat mm -hmm. if not entirely and then, then my work is to our work if we're working together is to bring them back somehow bring them back into the present moment into that full trance state yeah that's really the work of the shaman during this execution stage right otherwise we just stay out of the way we're just holding space yeah but it's, it's a laughter is missing and it's 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 funny when, when you first experience this as you did right it can be that can be a little shocking like there's blood there can be blood like gore and and you're and you you're, you feel like laughing yes. yeah yes right there's, there's this joyfulness right yeah because you finally let yourself free <laughs> <laughs> And you, it feels so good to finally be free and not judge yourself and not hold back and not try to be something that, you know, you're fitting into a box and going by all the standards that you feel like you're supposed to finally. You know, I have to say, because I, 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 I had some hesitation to see this film that came out last year. It's been nominated for a bunch of, he already won some awards, mm. Joaquin Phoenix. He's a brilliant actor i watched the joker <laughs> just last night <laughs> now i know why i had to wait to do the second installment because that is a brilliant piece of psychodrama that film holy shit because the, their premise was to show the origin of this dc comic character his origin how he became this arch villain of batman right how did he become this mad villain right mm. And it's done with, with real heart. and feel, You can't help but feel some right. engagement. And, and Connect with, the with, with this dark hero. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this, he's doing exactly what we're talking about. He is exploring some the darkest recesses of humanity. Yeah. Um, and for, you know, he's been abused, right? That's, I'm not giving away much because, you know, it's obvious, right? You can imagine any villain. It seems right. almost... You know, a given that they, they, they've suffered some kind of abuse in their childhood, some point in their life, past lives. But this is the, the back story, right? That he, he was violently abused as a, as a young boy. You know? So he has a lot of psychological, emotional issues. And he's got to work them out. The, the pharmaceuticals aren't working. That's something, you know, we could spend a whole series just speaking about pharmaceutical, <laughs> right? Uh, therapy and psych psychiatry right? <laughs> I can't even say it um, but in a way this is what led me on this path first with shiatsu and kundalini yoga and, and developing the psychodrama is how can we heal these deep set traumas like you said they're so suppressed we're often not even aware mm -hmm. we, we block it completely out of our mm -hmm. conscious awareness how do we deal with that Psycho <laughs> pharmaceuticals aren't the way. They might be a, a stopgap for a while at, at best. Right. It's like a, but, a crutch you know? until your leg heals. Yeah. You might use them temporarily, but ultimately you're working on healing the legs so you can walk again without yeah. the crutches. But long term, though, yeah, those drugs are not going to heal the, those deep wounds. In fact, they're, they're probably going to bury them even deeper right in my experience that was my experience as well yeah mm -hmm. there was a point in time when i was on medication and it numbed me out i couldn't mm -hmm. feel highs i couldn't feel lows i was just kind mm -hmm. of apathetic to everything and just mm -hmm. going through the motions and yeah it helped me become a little more stable in that moment that i really needed them but ultimately i needed something else yeah. for the long term yeah. and that's we where i found kundalini yoga and all these practices yeah. yes we need to devote a whole series to the psychiatric <laughs> pharmaceutical thing because I we both it's a it's a story very close to both, to both of, our of our hearts. Hearts, yeah. So we'll we'll keep that for another <laughs> podcast. Yes. But just to say that, yeah, psychodrama works, but yeah, and as we've said, it it requires total commitment, total surrender, trust. It's huge, right? It can feel like life and death. Mm -hmm. um, it often involves well like in the Joker like like in so many of these epic stories right that we're attracted to 
right? In, in literature and film and theater, right? Murder. Let's face it. it, it it's right up there. The, you know, if we did the you know, family feud, name the number one, right? Most popular theme is murder. Bing! Number one, right? Or lo love and murder, right? Love and death. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And yet, if, if someone invites someone like me, for instance, shaman invites you, <laughs> a potential client, to, um, to explore that darker, perhaps murderous, repressed self, you might not be so ready to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. You may have some hesitation, even though perhaps you've had some thoughts of lashing out at someone in your life. If you or haven't, <laughs> or even yourself, yes, this is another, yes, the suicide urge also needs to be addressed. That's another <laughs> podcast. Taking again. notes on future podcasts, yeah. people, so stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. No, we need to talk about suicide. It's it's human condition, right? I, I, I put it this way, just in, just to give it a little bit of attention, because it's worth mentioning when we speak about psychodrama. I like to do it this way, to ask the question, what is the most popular monologue in all of English theatre? It's Hamlet. To be or not to be. Uh -huh. It is the most famous speech in all of English theatre. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if we went to French theatre, like Molière and French dramatists and other traditions, I wouldn't be surprised if they too had a suicide theme in some of their most popular, if not the most popular, soliloquy monologues like Hamlet. Mm -hmm. To be or not to be, that <laughs> is the question. That is the ultimate question that we're yeah. all faced with every yeah. morning when we wake up. Yeah, in a way... Are we choosing know, life or yes. not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, some masters, Osho for example, would say that most of us are living a very slow suicide. It's another way of describing what I call the poop story. Yes. Right? It's because we're, we're too scared. In other words, we're too scared to, to take our life, right? And take that leap off the cliff. Instead, we do this slow, gradual mm -hmm. Self-denial. Yeah. Self-sabotage. Yes. Day in, day out. And all our habits just... Until we wither away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just watching our life kind of pass by and losing, gradually losing our life force until there's nothing left and we die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, or do you want to fly? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us back to the drums, eh? ceremony is to invite someone to take a long stick could be the poker we could have multiple pokers in the fire take that long stick like a staff from the fire so it's flaming at the end or even just glowing and go find a space <clears throat> where you've got space to wield that mm. flaming and glowing sword and go to it Whatever demons right, that you need to finish, the now is the time with that flaming sword. Just put with all of your life force, all your power, including using your voice, right? So when you when you're when you're wielding that axe or that that sword, that flaming sword is like, whoa, right from the ha, right? Like they like they do in the martial arts. Mm -hmm. They know martial artists know this, right? That, that 
So true. The boys get the nod. Yeah! 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 <laughs> martial arts as well in my background if you're mm-hmm. not doing the kick while you're yeah. hitting mm-hmm. it's you have no power no mm. it's not the same is it? it comes from the navel from the lower dantian yeah yeah so Kirshen has more experience in martial martial arts than i do um i studied a little bit of tai chi and qigong and tiny bit of aikido which i love i love aikido um, enough that I, I, when I came, finally came to Kundalini Yoga, I was like, yeah, navel, yep. po- navel point, right? <laughs> yes. All about the <laughs> <Yeah>. navel point. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's so crucial for the psychodrama. Stretch pose, anybody who loves stretch pose? <laughs> yeah. Or even breath of fire. That's a great one. Really amp up that navel point and get that inner fire just flaming, blazing, purifying your yourself yeah I don't think we're gonna talk too much more about the execution we're gonna keep this part shorter like as in the ceremonies themselves um because this but, is the part where anything can happen yeah <laughs> really yeah well it's also an invitation because we, we spoke about this in the first part that we are open to inviting our listeners to do a psychodrama live or at least recorded mm-hmm. here on this podcast with the provision that they would allow us to broadcast it to our audience and perhaps as well to invite uh, students and clients to share their story mm-hmm. well we could do that now with you what <laughs> <could> you... <laughs> do you want to share something we don't have to go into details either, but the elements of surprise or maybe totems. We, we mentioned how helpers can show up in different ways, just when you need them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or just how your imagination, maybe you're traveling to a different time period, Yeah, different time and place. Well, of course, we, we mentioned this, I think, we mentioned this in the first part, that we're not going back in time if we're looking at something from the past. We're bringing the past forward to the present. So maybe somehow a, a medieval life experience is useful now in this life. And that comes up in the psychodrama. Well, yeah, yeah in that case, I can share a recent psychodrama. <laughs> That involved a landlord, and so, you know, just the, the word landlord sounds so medieval. And so <laughs> yeah. in that case, it was a Neanderthal man coming at us with this club that was with spikes all over it, and we're standing outside the castle, mm. and it was very medieval-themed in a way. <laughs> and then the obsidian blade came out, and I mean, how could a Neanderthal with a club compete with a obsidian blade I don't uh, know but heads rolled uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I think you were the one wielding that obsidian blade right? that was it <laughs> <laughs> good one with great precision yeah mm-hmm. how did it feel it felt like ease butter <laughs> just, mm-hmm. effortless and harmonious like in that instant, once the head rolled, it was like, ah, that block, that Neanderthal, that was just a, you know, literal pain in our side, just disappeared in that moment, gone. And when we know the ceremony is effective, I already mentioned one of the signs, laughter. Mm-hmm. And it often comes at, towards the end, sometimes not right at the end, but at the end there could be great laughter, a sense of rejoicing yes. celebration immediately yeah? goes into celebration and then you know you're done mm-hmm. right yep your allies are there with you and they witness you in that moment of taking your power back and mm-hmm. then wow celebration yeah. the whole court is 
celebrating. Yeah. All the lands are yeah. celebrating. All, all the, the yeah. nearby castles and countrymen are yeah. all yes. in celebration. Well, not just yeah. Well, so yeah, the court by the court we would that would mean like the lords. With the, you're meaning the whole the community. Whole, yeah. The, the whole kingdom, the kingdom yeah, <laughs> is celebrating. Yeah, it's a day of celebration, and it could happen that in this, the celebrations are interrupted by perhaps the the nemesis or maybe another nemesis, ah. the brother of the nemesis showing up, and then we have to go back into the yeah. ceremony, into the. I haven't right? had that happen yet, but yeah, I could, <laughs> it could see, have. I could easily <laughs> see how that could happen. Yeah. And then we deal with it, and then we celebrate again. <laughs> yeah? And then we're like, woo! And lots yeah. of, woo! Yeah, like that warrior spirit that we've lost to a large extent in this modern world that we live in. Yeah? Like Arthur and Lancelot. Yeah, like, yes! <laughs> Pendragon! Whoa! Yeah. Right? That's why we still love those fairy tales, those epic stories, right? It's the archetypes. It's what it mm-hmm. represents. Because we're all yeah. on this hero's journey and we're all yes. have this longing to step into our highest purpose and our greatest expression. Well, we mentioned that in part one that you are the, the lead actor, writer, and director of your own story. This is your story. If you want it to be epic, you can have an epic love story, all the trimmings, <laughs> the nights, and all of that, whatever you want. <laughs> it's yours. Mm-hmm. If you want it. Mm-hmm. Again, as we mentioned, part one, if you want to learn more outside of these podcasts, this three-part series, you're welcome to contact us directly. You can comment right on the podcast, I think, as well. Yeah. Uh, I believe so on iTunes or, or on just send uh, us, Podbean. Yeah. But the best way is send us an email. Yeah. Support That's... at schoolofnod.com. Mm-hmm. Or find us on Facebook. We're we're there as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, School, the of, School Nod. of Nod Facebook page. Yes. Yes. And or the schoolofnod.com website. Correct. Um, and of course, stay stay tuned for part three, where we'll finish this. Trilogy, speaking about integration, which is equally important. If not the most important. Mm -hmm. How do we bring back, or how do we integrate this celebration, this this transformation that's come through the preparation, the execution? How do we integrate that into our life, into our community? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll talk about that more in the next uh, next installation of this three-part series. Yeah, that's really where the, the magic starts to unfold in really miraculous ways in the physical, ways you wouldn't even expect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we spoke about theater more in the, in the first part, making imaginary circumstances real. This is fundamental, of course, in the execution. Um, And also in the integration. How do we make that imaginary, because it does come from imagination, this imaginary scene, it could be a medieval scene like the one we just described. How do we integrate that to make it real and lasting? Mm -hmm. How do we harness that power? That we uh, that we came in touch with during the ceremony, so that it's not lost right. after the ceremony. Yeah. How can we harness and and engage that and and build on that wisdom and power? Yeah. So stay tuned for the next segment of this series and because uh, we, we might have one or two other episodes in between this one and that. <laughs> we shall see. It's all unfolding as it will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, integration 
don't want to miss it. So tell your friends. If you, if you like what you hear, as always, we rely on your support. Word of mouth is by far the best promotion. Well, thank you all. So thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time. Well, let's finish again with a little, We'll do a tribal long time sun. All right, here we go. Good job. If you wish, you could bring your hands into prayer. Blessings to all. Satnam. We thank you for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe so as not to miss a single episode. We depend on you, our listeners, to build and expand our audience, to share the nod. So, if you like what you hear, please do not hesitate to share with your friends, family, and community. Satnam. Satnam.